Hello and welcome back to the Checkpoint Reach podcast. This is a gaming and occasional movie news podcast. I'm your host Luke Eldon and as ever I'm joined by my fellow gamers and friends Perk Sud and Matty. How are you doing guys? Yeah, good. Very good. Uh, should be exciting week of news and stuff so look forward to getting it started. Yeah, looking forward to discussing the topics we got today. How about you guys, the other two? How are you doing? Excited as ever. Oh, thanks for the optim- <laughs> optimistic <laughs> Optimistic approach. as ever from Perks. Yeah. How about you, Consistency, Mike? Consistency, guys. Are you I'm as... back, mate. I'm yeah. back from a hiatus in Japan. Yeah. Two-week hiatus. Japan on a unicycle. Our corpse. <laughs> yeah, we should mention, actually, it's a full house this week. Yeah. Matty is back. No more back octopuses. <laughs> well, just... I was just drawing an octopus on the train, you know, on the bullet train in Japan, because I was bored. Right, well, you wish you were in Japan. An exciting journey you must have had that week. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we'll uh, we'll get started with the first topic of the day, and that's that the Anthem early in-progress reviews are out, and it's not looking very positive. Um, we've taken just two here to have a quick look at, uh, one from GameSpot. Uh, they go on to say, After several hours with Anthem, I can't say I'm particularly interested in it yet. I've completed some missions, upgraded my loadout, and gone on some mi- some more missions, but I'm not yet invested in anything I'm doing. There's just nothing here so far that's driving me forward. I'm curious, but only to see if my first impression that this is somewhat a generic Destiny-like experience will be proven wrong. And they also say Anthem starts just like Destiny 2. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so we know one guy who's sitting in this chat pretty pleased with himself because he was right. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Perks was right. Yeah, it's not even I hate to say I told you so, it's just I told you so. It well, is. what's the point? What I don't understand, right, is why aren't GameSpot, you know, issuing an apology now? We should have just stuck to our guns in the first place, I think. And just, <laughs> it was a Destiny clone. And yes, it was a quick sort of brushed over statement about the game. But, you know, because GameSpot say it and flesh it out a bit, you know, that, that's fine. Well, it is a Destiny clone. Well, <laughs> isn't well, there's more. No, well, I'm not gonna, is, well, I'm not going to be playing the game, so... EA can just piss off. <laughs> well, before EA piss off, I will go on to the next uh, <laughs> next review I wanted to quickly read out. Um, and that's from PC Gamer. Uh, their review in progress, and they say that combat and exploration are fun, but nothing else is. BioWare's latest is a, sh- is a loot shooter bogged down by a forgettable story and repetitive missions. The fun stops the moment the battle wraps up and I'm forced to deal with all the tedium and frustrations of Anthem's other activities. Anthem is a bog-standard multiplayer loot shooter like Destiny 2 or Warframe. There's another so, Destiny <laughs> reference, Perks. <laughs> it's funny because you can literally just substitute what he said for the Destiny 2 reviews. Like most of the Destiny 2 reviews a lot of the time. Like maybe slightly more positive than what they said about Anthem, but a lot of the same stuff, isn't it? And it's like, it's just quite funny really how, <laughs> well, we uh, we at least on this podcast got a little bit of uh, flack, didn't we, for comparing it to Destiny? And uh, it seems like most of these people are heavily comparing it to Destiny. Yeah, in it'll be sense. interesting to see if this um, imaginary Anthem fanboy brigade come out of the woodwork and try and defend the game anymore or if they just finally accept that it is a destiny clone 
Well, the one thing <laughs> I don't also... get is it was always going to be similar to Destiny, so I don't know why we got so much stick from Perks's opinion on it. Especially now, Perks has been proven right by a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of the early impressions and well, you know first I, reviews we've I mean, seen. It's important to know that obviously, well, Matt, Matt's obviously not getting the game. As it was pretty plain to hear from just there, but uh, us three will be getting the game. So we'll, we will obviously give our impressions next on next week's podcast. It's fair to say. So um, you know, obviously these are early impressions. We haven't. You two have played the demo, but none of us have played the final version. So that is important to know that. These are just other people's opinions at the moment. We don't really have too much to say right now, but um, but it's not looking great, is it? I mean, you know, you're expecting positive things. You're expecting positive things about the story, considering Bioware themselves bigged up the story as if it was going to be this, you know, grandioso story experience not seen in a shooter like this before. So... That's a little bit disappointing to hear that it's just a bland, well, it seems to be a bland, generic story that could be you could copy and paste for any of these type of games. It's pretty um, worrying. The, the good thing, I suppose one positive thing is, the, you know, the combat and exploration, they've both said are good, so that's one <laughs> positive note. That's one thing that's I nice. really liked about the yeah. demo as well, yeah, to be fair. So. But it seems like the events, the activities maybe are lacking, um, but... You know, as we've seen before, that's usually the case with these type of games when they first launch. So we'll have to see how it develops as time goes on. But I'm yeah. still looking forward to trying it out and seeing what it's like uh, on Friday. And I'm sure we're all still looking forward to seeing what it is, what it's like. So Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what it's like. I'm a bit worried now. But yeah. um, I know, Perks, you've also watched quite a lot of uh, gameplay from uh, YouTube uh, videos and stuff that people have been live streaming. What are your thoughts on it that you've uh, that you've seen so far? I can't lie; I'm a lot less optimistic about the game than I was in the first place, and maybe that was some blind optimism. Maybe I I wanted it to be so much better than I ever knew it was really going to be deep down. But I kind of echo what the guys have said already. It's it's not had a good introduction based on what we've seen, and look. Sud so, so already mentioned that this is this is not our opinion. We haven't got the hands on yet, but we're talking about major review sites here. We're talking about a lot of big YouTubers who have who have been sort of privy to the game so far, and uh, it's it's kind of got a sour taste before you've even tried it, and that is a uh, is a bit damning, really. It is. And didn't you read something just before coming on the podcast? Yeah, actually, we were just have, when we were putting things together not so long ago. Um, it was about half an hour ago now, maybe forty-five minutes. There's a story breaking that there's a there's a bug in the quick play option for the game, which is dropping players into missions they haven't even completed yet, and that includes the final mission of the game. And that's unacceptable. Yeah, you do wonder as well, don't you? You know, that's just what's been found. And is there going to be more bugs when more people get their hands on the game when it comes out that are going to expose themselves? But you would hope, though, that the only good thing about them finding that bug early is you'd hope it's patched pretty quickly. You know, I'd expect a patch in the next day or two for that, to be honest. Because that's, you know a, what, though, that's not even, just a little I'm bug, is it? I'm not even letting them away bug. with that. I'm not... No. I can't even begin to defend that. It, this isn't early access. This isn't... a beta or an alpha or a demo this is the real game you can't launch a game like this you can't launch any game 
with a bug like that in it. It's not acceptable to go, oh, it's a bug, but the, the full release isn't quite out yet, so it will have a day one patch. There's too much emphasis going to be placed on that, isn't there? Oh, that will be in a day one patch. Day one is gone. Yeah. The, fine, the, the day one for the majority of players isn't gone, but they've dropped this game already. It, it's in its you know, final form. This is what they've released, and to have a bug like that so soon is it's just terrible. And they're also, they've been having a lot of issues with the loading screens as well, haven't they? Well, one of the things that I've listened to and, and seen quite a lot of when I've been diving deeper in in the last couple of days is that everyone's got this opinion is that the loading screens are far too often they're far too plentiful and they're actually intrusive to the experience as well mm -hmm. now all of those people can't be wrong about that and and i know we haven't got our own experience just yet but if everybody's saying the same thing it's very unlikely that we're going to think otherwise especially given we will be critiquing this game quite harshly given the genre that it falls into so I mean, how in 2019 is a game like this going to have such intrusive loading screens that take forever as well and that pop up out of nowhere, allegedly, in the middle of activities that you wouldn't expect them to appear in? It just seems really bad. And, and really, the only good thing that we've seen so far from a general consensus perspective has been, oh, but the combat's fun, which, funnily enough, is what people said about Destiny too. Everything else sucks, but the combat's really strong, so... Yeah. Yeah, I would say, though, I don't remember this... I remember, obviously, with you know the original Destiny, people had played the beta, and if I remember rightly, a lot of people liked the beta when they played the original Destiny. Um, and it was when the game launched, people had a few problems, but even with Destiny 2, yeah, there was some detractors, but I don't remember there being this many issues this close to launch. Yeah, there was a few people saying, oh, you know, it's just like Destiny 1, the same, blah, blah, but I don't remember people pointing out major bug glitches or, you know, saying... I feel like this has had a lot more flack, which is worrying, to be honest, this close to launch. Because, um, obviously, as we know, the one thing that Destiny has going for it, uh, I mean, it has first-class gameplay, that's for sure. Um, and, that you know, and it seems like Anthem is going to have good gameplay, but is it going to be good enough? Is it going to be good enough to, you know, eradicate all the other problems or make people forget about all the other problems that it's probably going to have? That's the issue. Mm. I mean, we can say from our own experience, like we know the gameplay is is good, even though it was a bit yeah. of a broken experience in the demo that that me and Luke in particular played. We know the combat's fun. We know that seeing explosions going off left, right, and center, and chaining combos and abilities. We know all that stuff is good. It was always going to be so. Yeah. Credit for them doing something that was inevitably going to be good anyway. But with the with the bugs we've mentioned already, I mean that's not all we've seen, right? We've there's been reports of preferences in the options menu not being saved, which is with another bug. Um, rewards sort of glitching out at the end of any missions, not just you know easy, normal, or hard, and then it forces you to replay them and and grab loot all over again. Sometimes progress isn't even recognised. That's another glitch that I've I've been reading about, and you just think, how how can you mess this up so badly? See, I do think some of these issues will be fixed by the time Friday comes along, but they're not all going to be fixed because they never. It's very rare they fix every bug that they find when there's this many. 
It's so impossible. That's the you cannot thing. put out that's that many fires thing. at once on a day one. Pass. They're going to have to just, I suppose, I would imagine they're going to have to just prioritise the worst of them first, because that's the you know that's going to be the main issue for them. It mm. feels like deja vu discussing these MMOs on this podcast. Um, just this common theme of them being broken on day one and people just sitting there and going, oh, well, it'll be fixed in six months' time. Yeah, but I don't care. I paid £40 for it today. I want it to work. I'm so bored of hearing the same lame excuses. And I think this one's getting more flack in particular just because it's EA. I mean, we all know EA have got like the worst rep in the whole you know, gaming industry, really. Uh, it says it all. That I was reading an article, actually, the other day, um, Apex Legends. They actually refused. The reason that it was sort of a stealth release is because the game had loot boxes in it, and one of the developers at Respawn said, a free-to-play game with loot boxes, if you just take that sentence out of context, people are already going to have a negative opinion of the game, so they just stealth released it. That's how bad it's got for EA now. Developers are literally dip, like trying to make sure that the EA name has nothing to do with the game. It's just it pretty much sums up really how how pathetic a publisher they really are. Seems like it was a good decision, wasn't it, by Respawn though? <laughs> it was, and and that's the thing. People are playing it, and they're like, "Oh, this is an EA game, but it's kind of good." So, oh well. Mm. I think it's a good segue, actually, onto the sort of microtransactions we, we see in Anthem. I mean, we've had a, a lot of speculation, not just ourselves, but everybody else in the community since that leaked image a while back, mm-hmm. that we were going to be looking at near $20 prices for, for the Epic skins. And now that the game's actually launched, we're looking around about $8.50, I think the conversion works out at. So we can we can celebrate a minor victory in that sense, if you care about the cosmetic microtransactions and such. But... That was definitely yeah. a feeler, that Reddit thing. That was definitely Absolutely. a feeler. To judge the uh, reaction, oh, wait, we probably won't get away with that. Oh, well, look, it's come out. It's only $8.50 or whatever, whatever they mm. round it up to. And then, yeah. you know, they're <laughs> celebrated for it. But I, know, I actually the, think uh... the, the response that they've had is that they're not actually being celebrated for it. They're just being, well, yeah, you're damn right you've lowered it because what you kind of put out as a feeler was unacceptable. So... I guess you could say it's a victory, but a, a very minor one at that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just um, just typing at the conversion rates here on my PC. Um, I'll be paying naught dollars for Anthem and naught dollars for <laughs> microtransactions because I'll never play the game. So that's a good bargain. You were sitting on the fence at one point, though, a couple of months ago. <laughs> what, what's uh, what's pushed you over one side? It just it, it, like I said, it's, it feels like deja vu. I feel like this is going to be another game that completely crumbles after a couple of weeks when people get bored of it and numerous bugs get you know found in the game. I I feel bad for Bioware because I feel like it's going to be the end. Like we've already discussed this on numerous occasions, how you know EA needs Anthem to succeed and Bioware needs it to, to succeed even more. But I do feel like this is going to be the straw that broke the camel's back. To be honest, and EA might just pull the plug on Bioware, which would probably be a good thing to be honest, because I imagine another publisher would probably buy him. Well, you'd hope so, considering they've announced a new Dragon Age in the works. You know, there'd be a lot of annoyed fans. I think of that franchise. If, uh, well, it's a, I don't I don't know if Bioware themselves own that IP or EA own it. I imagine EA own yeah, the, the, uh, the IPs. That's a bit of a worry, actually, isn't it? Really? That's, yeah. uh, but that, that would mean potentially... That's the, same that's the thing. So this, this is what I'm trying to say, you know, getting rid of Bioware 
depending on whether EA actually own the licenses, wouldn't yeah. necessarily mean that there's not another Dragon Age game going to come out or not another no, Mass Effect no. game coming out. It's just they'd move it to one of their in-house studios. Yeah, that, I mean, that, but that would... I don't see the point then. Because, what's, you know, because the whole, you know, Bioware created it, just like they created Mass Effect. It's like, okay, they might not be one, what they once were back in the day, but I'd still like to think that Bioware could do the best job at creating a good Dragon Age game rather than someone else. So that they're going to palm it off to. So that's a bit of a worry if that does happen. But um, just going back to the, uh, just going back to Anthem for a sec, um, you were saying about the microtransactions uh, and that. I mean, how do you think that's going to play out when it launches? Do you think we're going to hear horror, horror stories of, you know, people spending tons on the game and then getting nothing or? Well, you're, you're buying specifically what you want on Anthem. Yeah. So, no is the answer to that question in short but look people are always going to buy cosmetic things we know it's it's the biggest trend in this day and age so i'm sure the store will will do really well with the shards yeah but that's i, I look at that separate to the game if, if they do well financially through succeeding with a with a microtransaction aspect i don't really care I, I'm i'm all about what the game actually is and what you can experience through gameplay so yeah. don't you think just one point as well. Do you not think it's very strange um, what like with EA that they've released Apex Legends two weeks before this game? I don't know, it's a very strange move when you think about. It. Obviously, it's worked for Apex. It's worked for Respawn. Um, but I think is, is it going to work for EA long term? Because are they not just kind of cannibalizing Anthem's potential with releasing Apex Legends? Because it's become so big now, Apex, and it seems after two weeks it's going to stay fairly big for the foreseeable future. I mean, I don't, not think, just... I, I don't think Anthem was ever going to compete with a free-to-play game, to no. be honest. So it doesn't really make a difference. I think free-to-play in general is the future for a lot of these games. If you're gonna if you're gonna do microtransactions and loot boxes and stuff, people don't mind it as much if the game's free-to-play. And we've obviously seen, you know, how many times this game gets called out in the podcast. But we've obviously seen Fortnite. You know, and how much that's made of microtransactions. And I imagine Apex Legends, once they start putting, you know, a, a load more new legends in the game and, you know, a load more weapon skins and stuff like that, it has the potential again to make an absolute killing off microtransactions. So, yeah, I agree with you. I just think, in terms of, I mean, it, it, is it, does it send a message that REA, maybe they're not that like, bothered about Anthem in terms of like, maybe it's not the be all and end all for them that we thought it might have been, you know, in terms of, because. They've also in March got Battlefield Five's Battle Royale mode coming out, and it's like it's a bit overkill, really, isn't it? It's like they've got Apex, they've got Anthem, yeah, a different type of game, but still, you know. To, to be honest, lot, like you strange. said, like you it's very on strange. Them, they might not be relying on Anthem as much now due to the success well, of Apex Legends. So you think it may have been a? So maybe uh, are we saying that maybe they saw the writing on the wall early on and thought? Well, you know, maybe if we release this Apex Legends, it could take some of the strain off Anthem. Or it's it's hard really to it's hard to judge. Yeah, to, to know. I find yeah. it strange because, as well, ironically, what's funny is the Apex Legends could actually harm. I'm thinking further ahead to Battlefield 5's Battle Royale mode in uh, March because are people going to be asked about that at all now? Really? Well, the people Apex asked Legends? anyway. Well, exactly. <laughs> but I mean. Without Apex Legends, there might have been more of a buzz, like, oh, Battlefield's getting its Battle Realm, and I'll try it out. But ironically, what's funny is that it seems like it's reversed in terms of, you know, how DICE, the Battlefield DICE game uh, a couple of years ago, destroyed Titanfall 2. It might be actually be Respawn's Apex game that might harm 
Dice's Battlefield. That's quite an interesting little twist. This is a new dilemma. This so. is a new dilemma for publishers, um, especially with Battle Royale, when you see the success of the free-to-play games. I don't think, and this is you know more relevant to you guys because you play this game a lot and enjoy this game a lot, with um, Black Ops 4 and the Blackout mode. I don't think that these type of Battle Royales where you have to pay £40 to, to get the game are ever going to be able to compete with the free-to-play games. And I think Blackout would have done so much better if it was free-to-play, and it would have been so much like better received if it was in the hands of more players. And I think the same goes for Battlefield Five. If they do make a Battle Royale you know, mode in Battlefield Five, they should just make it free-to-play because no one's going to play it. No one's going to go to the shop and pay 50 quid for Battlefield Five, so they can play Battle Royale. It's not going to happen. But, you know, if someone says to you, oh, it's free, you know, we'll all try it out. So it's it's one of them things. It's it's really hard. It's really difficult for publishers because we are moving into a new type of um, distribution, I suppose, especially for Battle Royale. Fortnite set the, the precedent that, you know, these type of games should be free. So it, it's kind of a weird one. Yeah, I was just going to actually just say that you touched on it at the end. It feels like with Fortnite... Uh, obviously creating Battle Royale, their, their uh, Battle Royale mode sorry, for free, and then Apex Legends doing the same are both being mega successes. It feels like a lot of other companies are going to have to follow that blueprint if they want to replicate that sort of success. Yeah, because yeah, you've, got, you've got this, I'm sorry, you've got this massive player base that's playing Apex and Fortnite. You know, if, if you say to them, here's another free-to-play game, they're going to try it out, like I said. But if you say to them, here's a Battle Royale mode, but you have to pay 50 quid for it, don't forget, a lot of this target audience is kids, you know, that can't afford to spend 40, 50 quid a pop at a game unless it's Christmas or a birthday or whatever. So it's one of them things where that that's already such a massive barrier for entry for a lot of the players that they're just not going to bother. Yeah. And one point I was going to make uh, when you were talking about Blackout as well, I'd be interested to see with the next Call of Duty what they do because we're probably not too far out from... It's usually around this time they reveal the next Call of Duty, isn't it, early in the year? Um, so it'd be interesting to see how they play it. Will, you know, will they do what Matt said? Will they maybe make the Blackout mode for the next Call of Duty free and the main game you have to pay for? It'd be interesting to see. Well, I think just on that one, before we progress, I think... Black Ops 4 in particular was a strange one for them, right? Because it's the first time there's been a Call of Duty game without a campaign. Mm -hmm. So from their point of view, maybe they thought, look, we only have a multiplayer zombies and um, Battle Royale game mode. We're putting it all together because we're not offering that much anyway. So, and I know there's the sort of looking at it on the other sort of side of the coin saying we'll release the paid zombies and, and multiplayer and as a sort of make it up to you guys for having such a crap offering, have Blackout for free. I think they probably panicked a little bit with that and just bundled it all together and thought, here you go, people will sort of roll with the Call of Duty franchise anyway, so the, the name will get your money regardless. I think we saw, it might have been yesterday or the day before, there was some leaks about the next Call of Duty game that is going to have a returning campaign, or yeah, I so we think. Yeah. So... Mm -hmm. that wouldn't surprise me. I could definitely see a full-price Call of Duty release with a campaign, with a Zombies or type experience, with the multiplayer they've always had, and then a Battle Royale separate for free, because that is that is what, what works. It's the market trend at yep. the moment. It's definitely the way it's going. Mm. Yeah, it I is. think the last note on that that I would say is, if you are going to release a fully-fledged paid Battle Royale game, 
what are you actually going to bring to that as part of the value that you don't get for free? That's a good and question. <laughs> that would be the, the be all and end all for me. What are you paying for? What are they giving you that you don't already have? Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's that'll true. always be the problem because because Fortnite and Apex Legends, it seems like Apex is just going to carry on. They're going to be such juggernauts that if that's free and you're, you're going to be like, well, why would I pay for one when I've got this free one that's I find more enjoyable? It's what are you though, offering me that's different? Just well, just one quick point I'd like to make though about Apex. We all got it free and we I don't and none of us have spent a single penny on it. But to be honest, if I knew the game was gonna be like as good as it was, I would have paid money for the game. Like straight up, like maybe twenty quid or something, if I knew the game was gonna be good. So it's an interesting one. I don't know if I would have. Really? Even though even what you knew, if you knew how it was gonna be. Yeah, because I don't enjoy it as much as you. Fair enough. I personally think it's a good enough game to charge money for i'm not saying that's the way they're going to do it or it was the right it's the right thing i just think they could have charged money for it and i think it's still you know and i think it's fair enough personally i would have mm -hmm. paid money for it i think about... your point it's like the value for money thing yeah like i think the value for money we is said really good the, the, the witcher you would have paid 100 pound for 100 oh, yeah. percent, and you wouldn't that's even it. blink an eye so I, I get what you're saying yeah i'm not saying i would have paid 50 you know 40 pound for the game but i would have paid maybe 15 20 pound for the game that's my point i think yeah well, it would definitely be interesting to see how uh, you know how companies tackle this problem going forward. Well, well, it's not really a problem. It's just a dilemma on their part whether to charge for it or not. I just want to take it back to Anthem quickly. Um, and they, they also did some Q&As the other day and replied not at launch to a lot of questions. Is it, Again, is this another worry for the game that's coming out? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely start on this one. I actually, I think I sent you the Mm -hmm. the sort of thing we were talking about there and i said look bring your attention to this this isn't good it was it seemed to me like their development and I've, I've said this before when we talked about the comparisons between this and destiny and blah 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 they've got so many examples from what's happened in the past they know what's good what's bad they know what people have wanted for ages and when they did this ask me i think it was called ask me almost anything about anthem they tagged it as something like that 75 percent of it was was not at launch as a, as a response from the developers. And the funny thing is, is that people weren't even asking for extravagant things. They were like stupid, stupid questions like, hey, when I go down, I can't switch to watch my teammates play if they're going to come and revive me or not. Can I have a camera for that? Like that's on every other game like this, not at launch. <laughs> Why? Like, was um, was one crazy. of the questions, is the game good? Probably. Not a launch. <laughs> Not a launch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there was just so many sort of generic, yeah, sure, that'll be in the game, questions asked. And for them to say not a launch, it just made me think, I think I said to you, they, they seem to lack an intuition with what they're actually doing here. And it was almost like a... It's a cop-out answer as well. Yeah, and it, it almost felt like they were trying to get... I'm not saying it's wrong to take inspiration from communities and get ideas from other people because that's fine, that can help shape any game, but it looked like they were trying to shape this whole game based on, we don't really have all that much, it's soon going to come to light that we don't, what do you want to see and we'll say not at launch so that we can hopefully bring it to you in the future. And that was just my interpretation of it. Other people may see it differently if they followed it closely like I did. Well, so you're, you're but, implying, well not implying, but from your opinion it's as if like they're sat there and you know someone's gone you know do you get a camera when you die to watch your teammates and they're just going oh yeah that's a good one jot that down not at launch 
Yeah, yeah, we'll get basically, that in. We'll get that in. Basically, but they, you know, if, if people were providing great ideas and they were thinking, crap, how didn't we think of that? Fine. But we were talking about base level <laughs> crap here and it was just like, seriously, guys, this doesn't make sense. To be fair, though, <laughs> to be fair, though, I would say that Q&A and things like that, you know, with the question, that is actually where publishers do get some ideas from. So if someone does come up with a good idea, like that is not a like, that can be a common thing sometimes where yeah I'm not disagreeing can, with someone that. on a message board can come but not on the basic level they, yeah sometimes they, yeah I, I, and I'm not saying you know obviously there's things in there that they've said where you think well why on earth is that not a launch but what I'm saying is sometimes good things can come from these sessions where they ask questions yeah absolutely I agree good things will come of yeah. this because they've they've basically been revealed to them how much they mm. actually need some of these basic things and you just think. How have they managed to release this? I know Anthem's been in development now for so many years, it's unreal. How have they managed to bring this to the table with so much seemingly missing yeah. that already in previous games uh, just, I don't know, it's another thing that I'm a little bit, yeah, exactly that, baffled by. But I guess until I get my own hands on the game, I'm I'm not willing to crucify it too much, but again... Hey, warning signs are there, and and now there's just a lot more of them. So I'm guessing then we all agree that we're not worried officially about the game and Bioware's potential future, if this is anything to go off. Definitely concerned, yeah. I'm not yeah. into full full panic mode yet, but I've definitely got concerns. Mm-hmm. I would but, be very yeah. surprised if this game lasts all that long, mm. and it's painful to say that, but well, it's, we'll be... it's there for us to see. The good thing is we won't have to wait too long to find out, will we? The game's out in four days' time, so we'll mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully on ne- you know next week's podcast we'll all have a better idea and we'll be able to tell the listeners more. So yeah, that's something to look forward Watch to. Watch this space. Watch yeah. this space. Let's uh, before we quickly move on, then should we have a little little game? Where do we think? Well, what score do we think this game will get on Metacritic? <sighs> I'm going seventy-four. <laughs> Yeah, um, I was thinking maybe like low 80s before all this impression stuff came out. But mm-hmm. after all this, I'm thinking I'm going to go 68. I actually think it could be that low, to be honest. 68. Mm. I'm going to round it up and go 70. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going 69. Got it. <laughs> oh, there we go. Then. So. Well, there you go. Standard. So We'll yeah. also be watching that space to see how that does. However, um, moving on to another game that two of the uh, guys on this show guess the Metacritic scores for is uh, Crackdown 3. Um, that came out recently in a review on IGN. had this to say. Uh, this is a little bit we took away from it. Crackdown 3's mediocre, collectible-heavy campaign and poor multiplayer are rarely satisfying busy work. This this game also hasn't been received that well. Um, I just want to get your guys' opinions on it. And I know Matty and Sud, they had their own uh, guess the rating games with Metacritic. Yeah, well, we might as well get that out of the no, way. No, just get it out of the way. Yeah, come on. Because the, yeah, so. there was apparently no way it was going to be under 70. Nope. You know, if you go back in the Checkpoint Reach podcast <laughs> archives, you can hear that for yourself. <laughs> And uh, I've got your check as well in the post, Sud, for 50 quid, so I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. What, what did it no, land on no again? <laughs> it it's was currently 60. on a 60, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Currently. 
So we'll see if it even Terry Crews' biceps couldn't save it from no. destruction. <laughs> uh, it is disappointing, though, isn't it? You know, um, I mean, we've both played the game. I mean, I, I, I want to hear, I want to, I want to hear your opinion first before I talk about mine. So you go first. It's just extremely simplistic, and I know that was what made the original Crackdown fun. But it's 2019, and it it just feels barren boring there's nothing to do it just it's the it's the typical mediocre game and it i i knew this was coming this is why i was so confident it was going to score less than 70 ever since that video with major nelson where he went through a bit of the single player and obviously he's a shill but even he looked depressed playing the game (laughs) i was like that's when you know things are going bad and he was literally just walking in the street and cars started floating the physics was just completely and utterly broken it's a shame because it had potential, especially the multiplayer component. Well, Terry Crews was only put in it later on. Like he was only ever a part of the market in probably like four, five months from launch is when he started. Well, oh, it was E three, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what his yeah. last E three. That's when he um you know appeared in his little full motion video trailer or whatever. But yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what Terry Crews has got <laughs> so, to do with the game. He's just an agent that you can pick. Like, that's it. He says the odd thing, doesn't he, when you're going round, but he doesn't really have much to do with it, really. You know? I mean, yeah. Um, you could have got anyone in doing yeah. that role. You could have got The Rock. You could have got anybody. There's a scene, isn't there, at the start of the game, like a 20, 30 second cutscene where he's in it, and then you never see a cutscene again, pretty much, in the rest of the game, I don't think. So, um, yeah, so basically, I mean, it's, it's a hard one to say because. There is, uh, it's hard to put a slightly more positive spin on it. There's definitely some enjoyment to be had out of the game um, in short spurts. How long does that last? (laughs) Well, this is the problem. It is in short spurts. If you play the game for 40, 45 minute spurts, you'll probably enjoy it quite a bit because you don't need to worry about anything else really. But it's one of them games, you know, you play for the first two or three hours and you think, actually, this isn't too bad. You know, it's quite fun collecting the orbs. It reminds me of the first crackdown in that way. You know, it's fun taking out enemies with, you know, these daft explosive weapons and, you know, over-the-top weapons, things like that. There is some fun to be had, but once you get to the third or fourth same monorail station or same, um, you know, gas station that you have to blow up or whatever, it's you're thinking, I've done this before, I've done this before, I've done this before, I'm going to the same thing again, and it's just repetitive. And it's disappointing. I mean, I know even the first, you know, uh, you go back to the first crackdown and, you know, there's obviously repetitive elements of that, but it doesn't have the same spirit as the first crackdown. I think that's what, you know, the first crackdown had spirit about it. Mm-hmm. And it had, you know, for its time, ambition. And this game, there's no ambition with this game. Yeah, it's a fun game in spurts. People, I'm sure, will have fun with it. I- I've had a bit of fun with it, you know. I've, I... But it's the sort of game where you think, you know, I, I, I hate to say this, but a better developer could have done so much more with this. And you know, Sumo Digital don't have their most amazing track record with games in the past. You know, they've made average sort of games, and this is another average sort of game, really. But uh, Well, I did want to ask you quickly. Yeah. We had a guest on the show for the New Year um, podcast, Ted, if yep, you're listening. Yeah, what we, and yeah, Ted, if you're listening, they don't like Crackdown 3. But well, I want to get what your message would be to Ted. Would it be to avoid it? Because this was his most anticipated game of 2019, I believe. I, no, I wouldn't say avoid it because for a start, if you can get it for 
I think there's a deal at the minute getting two months of Game Pass for two pounds, so you've got nothing to lose, really. Yeah. If he's using, so I mean, if he's getting Game Pass, I mean, yeah, it's a no-brainer. Why not? It's but a no-brainer. If, he, if he's thinking of spending fifty, I wouldn't quid pay for it. it no. God Definitely no, not. don't Definitely pay fifty don't pay quid for it. It'll be in the bargain bin for a tenner in two months. I, I do actually think, though, the type of game of Ted is, I think he'll actually enjoy this. I, I think he will find some enjoyment in this game. He really enjoyed the first crackdown. Yeah, he so, plays in shorter spurs, yeah, doesn't he? I think fair. he'll find some enjoyment out of it, but I definitely wouldn't recommend buying it. I just want to make one point. I don't think you've played the multiplayer component, have you, Marty? Oh, dear. I don't, <laughs> don't start it. It's, Why not? I, tr- I, I, I played two games and... I'm never touching that multiplayer again. It's absolutely horrific. The lag is unbearable. <laughs> the load times are absolutely her- terrible. It's the gun. Oh, the gunplay. Like the, the gunplay is actually not bad in the in the single player, but in the multiplayer, it's terrible. It just does not work at all. The destruction is nowhere near as good as people, you know, as they advertised it was going to be. It's. I think the wrecking zone is an absolute train train wreck. I really do. As bad as people think the campaign is, nothing compared to the multiplayer component. That multiplayer component is. God awful. It really is. There's I deleted glowing... the game. Two, I played two games and I was like, I'm never playing this again. There's a glowing review for Crackdown so, 3 by... If you're going to play Crackdown, do not bother with the Wrecking Zone. Just stick to the, single, the campaign. Because at least there's a little bit of fun to be had. Well, that, ju- but... Just don't bother in general. Yes. Just get Metro Exodus. Yeah, just... well... Yeah, that's obviously something... Apex for free. Yeah. Don't bother with Terry Crews' Wrecking Zone. Just, just bin it off. It's crap. Well, yeah. Uh... Well, Come on to Metro in a little, just a second. Just one final thought on Crackdown. I think what's disappointing is that Microsoft, you know, how long has this game been delayed for? It was announced in 2014. And it was supposed, well, well it might have been earlier than that. And it was supposed to come out in 2015 or 16. And it's, it's just so disappointing. We've had this discussion off yeah. air loads of times where I was convinced the game was going to be cancelled. Yeah. And right. I think they, they, they should have just done it, to be honest. It's just a waste of time releasing it. I mean, yeah, it ticks a box. Oh, look, it's another Crackdown game. But it's one of them things where it's like, it's embarrassing for the brand when you're releasing mediocre crap like that, especially considering how long it's been hyped up for. It hurts the franchise, doesn't it, in the long term? It's it's a game. If it came out seven or eight years ago, it would have got higher scores and people would have been like, this is actually quite good. But we're talking 2019 now, and this is a game that exists probably in 2011, 12. And that's the main problem I see with the game. Well, I know I'm not going to try it. Uh, I wasn't going to try it anyway, but after your glowing reviews, I'm staying well away. How about you, Perks? Will you be trying it? It's highly unlikely. You you guys just beat me to the punch there with, with the end sort of few sentences. It's a game that's been delayed for so long. It was inevitably going to score badly. It was inevitably going to play reasonably badly. It's something that should have seen the light of day maybe in 2016 at the latest. And three years on from then, no one really cares. And you could argue if they even cared in the first place. So I, I, I'm going to steer clear. I'd actually argue, Perks, you, you, 2016 even would have been too late. I think well, you're talking... You could, you could le- hear le- the hesitation there. I yeah, was pushing it with 2016. <laughs> you're talking maybe 2012, 2013, a late last-gen game, because that's probably what it should have been. And Yeah, I, I, one final thing I will say on it, you know, if, if you want an experience where you don't have to think... And you just, you know, you want a game where you don't have to think about anything or, you, you know, you just want a bit of fun. You can maybe go in a party and chat with your friends and mindlessly kill enemies and collect orbs. It's fine for that. It's fine for that. But if you're going into it thinking, oh, you know, I can't wait to be invested in the story, and it's don't don't bother yeah. because you're not, you're not going to find much there. Well, it definitely seems to have missed the mark. And uh, its physical sales in the UK are down 10% from Crackdown 2, selling well, around 4,000 copies. 
I'd say it's actually it's even worse than that. It's it's sold ten percent of what Crackdown Two did. Oh, it was in its first sold ten percent. Yeah. Oh, I read yeah, it down. Uh, oh, I was no, trying to give actually, it a positive um, spin. <laughs> it sold only ten percent physically. Uh, okay, obviously digital is much bigger than it used to be when Crackdown Two came out, so that probably makes up a little bit of the gap. But even so, that's disastrous. And that is horrific. I mean, like you guys said already, the majority of people trying this will be trying it on Game Pass. Yeah. I really yeah. hope that's the case anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, so that's a bad future president, really. Sorry, Eldon, to interrupt. But, um, it's one of them things where we've said, you know, we spoke about Game Pass numerous times. How quickly is it going to kill off physical games? Um, well, Microsoft's physical games, anyway, extremely quickly by the looks of stuff like this. Like, you see weird figures, like, quite a lot of people still bought Forza Horizon 4, even though um, it was on Game Pass. But I think once people start realizing every Microsoft game is on Game Pass and people actually start realizing it, like it becomes, you know, mainstream knowledge, the physical sales of Microsoft games are just going to be non-existent for every single game. So, and that's going to happen very, very quickly. Well, I'd say maybe Bar Gears 5 and the next Halo. They'll probably still do pretty well physically, but, and maybe the next Forza Horizon. But apart from that, yeah, you're right, it's... But, uh, uh, four thousand, yeah. four thousand in the UK. Yeah, it's, absolutely it's, abysmal. It's really abysmal. <laughs> it's so bad. With oh, digital, man. it'll be a bit more than that. But even so, you're looking at max what eight to ten thousand max, and that's still yeah. terrible. Hey, so. Coventry City get higher attendance than that. Only just, <laughs> only just. Yeah, for context, yeah. Perks is a Coventry City fan, so send your sympathy to at Chat Reach Pod. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair. To be fair, like Matty said, once people do start, you know, learning more about Game Pass and becoming aware of it more, they they're gonna probably go to, uh, use that more. So it would it mm. just makes sense. It's a lot cheaper in the long run. Um. Anyway, looking at the top ten sales chart for the UK last week, uh, there was, um, Crackdown Three came thirteenth on the list, and the first two was number one was Far Cry New Dawn, and number two number two was Metro Exodus. A couple of games that we wanted to touch on. I know, Sud, that you've played a bit of Metro. What are your yeah, thoughts I've, on it? Yeah, I've played about four or five hours of it. Um, just to point out, first of all, with the sales of the game, even though people might think second uh, hasn't done great, it has actually sold 50% more than uh, Metro Last Light. So that's a good positive. And that's just physically as well. So with digital, it's probably done way better. So uh, that's a good positive for the game, just to start out. That. So I'm glad it's done well, because it's a single-player-only game. And, you know... we. With this podcast, we like to support our single-player-only games, I'd like to think. So Definitely. that's positive. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I played about four or five hours, so I can't give a definitive review or anything like that. But uh, I'll start with the positives. I think uh, the game looks absolutely incredible. I mean, there's no... I, definitely the best-looking game I've seen on console. Uh, you know, even, even you know, more than Red Dead Redemption 2, which looks great, but this game looks phenomenal. It really does. Um it just the lighting effects as well. The lighting effects, the weather effects, absolutely tremendous. They've done an amazing job in that aspect. Um, the atmosphere is still there from the previous two games. If if you're familiar with the previous two games, uh, you know there's not much different. The atmosphere is great. Um, with this one though, because it's more open, what's great is there is definitely a feeling of survive, like you have to survive. And there's de- the survival element's really good in the game. It's, it makes you feel like oh, you know. I have to think about what I'm going to do, you know, with this next set of enemies or the next group, you know, next group of bad guys. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm enjoying it. Um, some of the, there is a couple of negatives though. The gunplay isn't the best. 
Um, and a lot of reviews have said this as well. It's they've never really managed to be able to nail it with Metro the gunplay. That that's one aspect they've never really nailed. Uh, it's never felt great to play in terms of you know the guns feel a little bit pea shootery sometimes, which is a bit disappointing. Um, so that's one bad aspect. Also, the, the game occasionally has fro- I've had two freezes. The game's frozen me twice in the five hours that I've played, which is, is slightly annoying. Uh, luckily, the game uh, does autosave very regularly, so it's not too bad. Uh, the load times as well can be painfully slow, like very slow, even on the Xbox One X. Uh, sometimes it can take a minute and a half, two minutes to load back into a game. Um, but you're enjoying you it overall, it. aren't you? But overall, yeah, I'm really. It's a really good game, um, and I know Matty, you were obviously uh, sort of thinking about getting it at some point, and uh, I definitely would recommend it. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, obviously, only four or five hours in, so I don't know what the re- the game's supposed to be around twenty five hours long. So I don't know the rest of the game or anything, but the bit I'm at, I'm enjoying. So it yeah. looks seems like it's going to be really solid. So. Have you been outdoors much in it yet, or is it all indoors? Well, like, that's I've been mainly outdoors. Yeah, I, yeah the, that's the, what I was about to ask yeah. because the main thing that annoyed me about twenty thirty three and last yeah. light was having to change your bloody gas filters every five minutes. <laughs> yeah, there is still that element to the game. Obviously, if you go in like uh, a place where there's loads of gas and stuff like that, you do have to change the filters. But it definitely doesn't feel as it's definitely more open. There is sections where you know you kind of you know you. Uh, Especially right near the start, it's quite linear. Like the first maybe half an hour hour of the game is linear, but then uh, it opens up quite yeah. quickly. On uh, the bit I'm in now is kind of a like a hub area. It's uh, I'm trying to think of a game. It's similar, maybe like a Deus Ex type hub area, similar in sort of size, things like that. Not absolutely huge, but big enough to be fun. Um, is this going to be a game you're going to purchase, Matt? Um, I probably will. I might wait till it goes down a little bit. Um, just depends on you know whether I'm feeling it at the time. Um, I have a feeling, you know, I, I feel like I'm going to be saying this about every single game that comes out. I have a feeling in like eight months' time it'll be on Game Pass because yeah, that seems that, to be yeah, a common good. trend. Because Shadow of the mm-hmm. Tomb Raider is on Game Pass already, mm-hmm. and that was another Microsoft because this one Metro is bundled with Xbox One X's, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's, uh, yeah, moment, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a digital download inside the box. Yeah. And it seems to be a common trend that any of these sort of games like Shadow of the Tomb Raider and Metro, the ones that basically, you know, align themselves with Microsoft, end up on Game Pass about eight months later. So, you know, it's not obviously not yeah. guaranteed that it'll be on Game Pass, but it's one that I could really see being on there. The one disappointment I have is, though, you know how they were bigging up the game, you know, being Xbox One X enhanced, stuff like that. They've really pushed it on Microsoft's side, which, and don't get me wrong, the game is, looks absolutely incredible on the X. But it does annoy me a little bit that apparently the PS4 performance is actually slightly better in terms of technical performance, which kind of does annoy me a little bit. Um, you know, apparently some of these issues with long loads at times are actually worse on the Xbox, which is quite strange. Um and some of the freezing glitches don't seem to have happened in the PS4 Pro, so that's a bit disappointing. But overall, you know, the game performs from a technical yeah. point of view and graphical point of view fantastically on the X. I mean, I'm getting a bit of a backlog, um, you know, with being in Japan for two weeks, drawing octopuses. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I haven't played Kingdom Hearts, I haven't played Resident Evil, I haven't played Metro, so I don't know which one I'm going to choose out of those first, to be honest with you. Probably whichever one goes cheapest first. Well, Resident Evil 2 is, I mean, a great game. But it's a little test to as well. That's definitely 
Yeah, I've never been that big into survival horror. I think my favourite one's Resident Evil 4, and then probably Dead Space. Well, this feel well. I would say though, this feels a lot more like four, and I don't know if you agree with that person in a way that there's definitely elements of four into, which I think Marty might appreciate. Mm, Definitely, there's there's four and kind of. I think we talked about Revelations as well. I'd say even say Resident Evil Seven slightly as well. There's little elements of that in there. Mm, No, they they brought in the mannequins, didn't they? Yeah. So that, that's a nice touch. So Resident Evil Two is good. It, it's it's an it's, it, well, I say it's good. It's amazing. It, it's a really great experience, but it's it's fast and it is over it's a quickly. Short experience, yeah. And short. even though, just like you guys, I do champion the single player games. It shouldn't be as expensive as it is, in my opinion, just because you can get through it extremely quickly. And I don't think it's worthy of the price tag that it's launched at uh, launched with. Mm. So maybe not. It depends what sort of game you are, though. I think a lot of people. I personally don't regret spending forty pounds on it because I've enjoyed it a lot, and I think there is a lot of replayability if you're that sort of gamer that likes to do speed runs and doing it on the hardest difficulty. Depends what sort of game you are. If you're a game that just likes to get the game done once and through, then yeah, I would agree that you know maybe spend twenty five pounds on it or thirty pounds on it. Um, one thing I'd say about Metro though is, with I'd say that's definitely. So far, from what I tell, you know, the game retails at forty pound. I think it's worth that from a production value standpoint. So far, is that going to be a so. game you're going to try, Perks? Metro seems like a game that should suit your uh, tastes. Yeah, do you know what? Metro's the strange one for me. It has been for years since the first one, since Last Light. It it's got everything that should appeal to me. It's a bit sort of dark and dingy it, it's okay it's not a survival horror but the survival aspects and it's mm. it does have some horror aspects as well it just doesn't tick the boxes for me though apart from that it's strange it's like if i was reading it on the back of the box throw back to the old days when we were when we were kids and that's where we got our knowledge from i would have been buying it day one but having played 2033 and last light quite extensively I didn't really enjoy them, and I felt like I was going through it just because I got the game and I wanted to get through it before getting rid of it. I, I might give Exodus a try. If I do, it's not going to be anytime soon. It will be, it will be when the game is free on Game Pass or, or a when lot it's cheaper. yeah, maybe about ten or fifteen pound. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even, look. I'm not even going to sit here and say that I think it will be a bad game or I think that it's a bad series because I, I don't feel that way. It just, it, it's weird. It's hard to explain. It's one of those things that surely has everything that you want, but when you actually play it, it doesn't quite come off for me. And I, I do think I'm in the minority when I say that, but there's something fair, about though, Metro that hasn't appealed to me over the years. It sounds like a sort of game that if you got on the cheap, it could be a really fun experience for you to play. Yeah, I'd, I'd go along with that. I think maybe the price point does come into play. If, you, if you're buying it on day one, then perhaps you'd be more disappointed than if you were buying it further down the line. I guess, look, it, it's completely a it's personal preference, preference thing, but yeah. I don't know. Metro, for me, just it's a no biggie. I, I'm not a f- massive fan of the series in general. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to, I want to, sorry, Sid, I want to move it on from Metro. Yeah, that's fine. I want to um, talk to you guys about Far Cry New Dawn. Because that's yeah. a game that me and Sud really enjoyed. Did you get Did you get around to playing it, Perks and Mai? I'm not. Sh- I'm not too sure. I know me and Sud loved it. Far Cry Five. I only got, yeah, I only got through 5. about half of Far Cry Five. I just found it exactly like every other Far Cry that's existed. 
rinse and repeat. That's probably a good point, but and um, um, I imagine New Dawn's exactly the same. Slightly disappointed that it's um, above Metro in the chart, but obviously to be expected because it's Far Cry. People buy it all the time. It is a big, yeah. big name that does consistently well sales wise. So it's a game you're not going to try. I, you know, I might further down the line, but I haven't even finished five yet, so I'm about to finish think, that. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed Far Cry Five. It was probably one of my favourite games of last year, behind obviously, you know, it, it was behind sort of God of War and Spider Man and Red Dead, but it was in the category below them games. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed the setting. I think more than. You know, the gameplay's fine. The gameplay, Matty's right, it pretty much plays exactly like Far Cry 3 and Far Cry 4, which is fine, because I think the gameplay's good in those games. Um, it wasn't revolutionary, but I enjoyed the setting, I enjoyed the story, the characters were really cool. Um, so it seems, from what I've seen of reviews of Far Cry New Dawn, is pretty much more of the same. If you like Far Cry 5, you're going to like Far Cry New Dawn, pretty much. So it's, you know, it's even the same map, isn't it? Obviously, with some differences. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it at some point. It's just, obviously, with so many games coming out, it's like, obviously, I've had Metro, Crackdown, and Anthem next week. It it might take me a few more weeks, maybe into March, April, to get my hands on it. But I'm looking forward to getting my hands on it at some point. Yeah, well, like I said at the start, me and you enjoyed Far Cry 5, so I feel yeah. like it's, we should... I think we'd enjoy we'll, this We'll one. try it, yeah. Yeah, definitely. How about you, Perks? Um, is it something you're going to try, or are you going to skip this one? I'm more likely to try it than I am Metro. I'll say that I, I do completely agree with Matt's sentiments before Far Cry is Far Cry. And I don't feel too much variety in, in what they bring to the table. Um, narrative aside, obviously, story changes. But I think I'll probably get around to it. It won't be soon. I want to commit a lot of my time into Anthem, whether that's a stupid decision or not. Did you tell? Did you play 5, Perse? I can't remember. I haven't completed 5. No. So I think you definitely need to do that one first, I would say. Well, I I actually don't need to do it myself because I've been in conversations with you guys. So I, I know, no, you know exactly yeah. what can or, or can't happen at the end Fair of enough. five. So, but look, I mean, back when it first broke that New Dawn was going to be a thing, I said it, it does look quite interesting, even though it's more of the mm. same. They had a few different aspects that I was interested in. And I'm I'm still interested in the death races and and seeing what that's all about. So, yeah, yeah I think I mean, um, I'll, I'll definitely give it a shot at some point. It's interesting, though, isn't it? Because there's a game coming out in May, Rage 2, which definitely probably piques my interest more than this because it's pretty much this, but on a grander scale by the looks of it. Mm, um, I was a big fan of Rage that looks 1 more as like, well, by the way. Yeah, and it looks more like... Nonny, I don't think any of you played it, but Mad Max, a game that came out about three years ago. There's definitely in elements it. of that game they've put in it. Well, it's and, the same developer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And Mad Max it was an interesting game because some people really liked it and some people didn't. So it was kind of a bit of a divisive game. Um, I played it and I quite enjoyed it, actually, what I played. So Rage 2 is obviously a game in the future that I think, I guess we're all kind of looking forward to. But uh, just going back to Far Cry, yeah, I think uh, it's interesting what they're doing with Far Cry, isn't it, with this spin-off? You know, they've done spin-offs before, but not to this scale where it's a direct sequel. So interesting to see how that works with, in terms of the story. Yeah, it definitely will be, and uh, it's something that I'll try in the upcoming months, I'm sure. Um, Moving on to the next topic, and yeah, it's quite a surprising one, I guess. Um, Tetris 99, that's out, and it's a battle royale. Yeah. What what do Um, you think of that? Yeah, well, it it came out of the uh, latest Nintendo Direct, didn't it? I think that was a few days ago. Um, 
yeah, Tetris 99 on the Switch. So apparently, what from what what I've heard, it's actually pretty good. But uh, <laughs> I've got to be honest. Is it taking the uh, piss? There's you know, so I, many look, of these. We, look, we've, we've all played Tetris, haven't we? We know what Tetris is. We've all played it. It's iconic, you know, but it's Tetris at the end of the day. It's just Tetris. I mean, how? what really can it what you know and it's interesting they've done this you know it's an interesting idea making it a battle royale and i guess it works what do you mean it's about like i sorry i sorry to interrupt i've been completely bamboozled by this like i didn't even know this game existed yeah all i'm imagining is like l blocks running and like pubg uh, style and hiding behind walls and shooting (laughs) i i I think it's more in terms of like you know the first person to make a mistake is it just yeah is it just like collaborative yeah a collaborative thing where the best player at the game will win you know overall you know, it'll get harder and harder, and the best player wins. Whoever's the best at Tetris, basically. <laughs> it's uh, apparently no, the game seems doing like it'd be pretty, well. pretty boring for number no, forty-nine, just waiting for everyone to drop out. Maybe, maybe, but I don't know exactly how it works. Be there for like an hour. It, but apparently, the game's pretty good, and people are enjoying it. So, well, I mean, you know. I, yeah. Well, if it ever comes to, to Xbox, we'll have to play it. Yeah, I, I don't know <laughs> if I would play it. To be honest, I think I. Tetris is Tetris. I mean, you know, whatever. We've all played it before. I mean, it looks kind of interesting. Just on a bringing a new lease of life to Tetris. I yeah, mean, it's an interesting idea. Well, you've already had Tetris Effect, which is the VR one, yeah, which is well received. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. I- I'm just gonna say though, I much prefer Matty's idea of Tetris L blocks running around like <laughs> Bungie style. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be good. I'd play that. I'd, I'd like enjoy that. I'd probably play that as well. I want to see all those L's jumping down to Pachinki. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. It's what to think about. But I look, why not? Basically, that's what I would say about that. Bottom line well, is is why not? It looks one thing I take from it though is it's interesting that it's going to expand this battle royale. I, I I'm surprised there hasn't been already a sort of racing game battle royale. I'm waiting for that to happen. I think that there's going to be one at some point because surely it makes sense like a battle royale with cars. Like that, that would make thing, sense. Right? Yeah, like yeah, every lap like, someone drops off. Yeah. Maybe they'll try and um, maybe they'll try and revive Twisted Metal by making it a battle. Yeah, run. I mean that would that I think you're right. That could work. Uh, uh, there's obviously um, there's going to be a new Need for Speed game this year. I think at the end of the year. I wonder if that's going to have some sort of weird battle royale thing. In I it. might be wrong, but or... I'm I'm pretty sure GTA Five Online races had a similar mm. thing. I, yeah, it a similar been a bomb though on the car. And if you're yeah. in the last place, you blow up, and then obviously you're out of the race. Yeah, you know what? Nice. I yeah. think GTA would really suit Battle Royale. I think so. Yeah. Hmm. You know, you just, you know, because obviously you've got the the vehicle the... element of it. You yeah. could have the police chasing you as well while you're trying to survive and in getting into the circle. Is there not already hard. some sort of, is there not, if I'm not mistaken, is there not already, have they not shoehorned in some sort of Battle Royale mode into GTA 5? No. I don't no they're not online. No. I. Swarm. I saw some. I mean, there's probably not. like some sort of survival yeah, mode or something. Some survival, like, I, I haven't played GTA 5 online no. for a long, long time, but there's no actual like just no, no, you know no, the, the typical battle royale ripoff with the you know the did ring any, in the circle. Did anyone actually ever get to the Red Dead Redemption 2 battle royale? Because that's apparently out. I don't, I don't know yeah, if it did nah. any well. I don't think it was well received, was it? From what I've the gunplay is just not good enough for me. No, to I don't think it's play. good enough for a battle royale. I mean, no. what, what me, you and Eldon seriously tried to play that game and we were just running around pissing about yeah. it and me and Eldon jumped off a horse at exactly the same time. That was the most entertainment we <laughs> I got think, out of uh, that game. I think good. Red Dead is best in its single-player mode, to be honest. I think the online... Yeah, I'm sure some people find enjoyment out of it, but 
I think mm-hmm. I'd rather just have the single player element of it. Yeah, no, I'm with honestly. you there. Well, we'll move on to our last two topics, which will focus more on movie news. But before we do, Perks, it's your time to go, unfortunately. <laughs> you have to leave us for a bit, for this podcast anyway. Yeah, brings my time to an end in hopefully more ways than one. It's <laughs> been a pleasure as always, and I look forward to joining you guys next week where we'll talk more about Anthem, I'm sure. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we really will. All right, All right man. Have a good Enjoy, one. guys. Well, yeah, moving on to then to our uh, our movie news. Um, just looking at that, Star Wars episode episode nine has wrapped up filming and it's wrapped up without a title. What what do we think of this? Uh, are we more excited or less excited than we were a month ago when we discussed um, uh, this? I, I just don't really care to be honest. And so I, I just honestly, that's my feelings on Star Wars at the minute. I, Star, no Star Wars, Wars episode news. nine. The excruciating yeah. disappointment. <laughs> it may as well be called. Cool. I just, I, I'm getting a bit, you know, I'm, I'm just, uh, Star Wars in general, I mean, I'm getting a bit bored of it, just bored of even talking about it, really, in a way, because it's just, whatever. No, no, we, we've discussed it before, just, haven't we? We have discussed Star Wars before. Yeah. We're all obviously all big Star Wars fans. We all thought Episode Eight was an abomination. Yeah. Obviously, they've had a change of director for this film because of, mm-hmm quote-unquote creative differences mm. they've got jj abrams back and i don't have a clue how he can make this film and anywhere near good to be honest given what he's what he's been no. left with after episode eight i don't know how they can like claw it out of the mud to be honest with you and i don't I think he'll be able to i agree no, i think I he'll try his be best difficult. he'll probably try his best and my prediction is that I think it'll be a better film than eight. I do think it'll be a better film than eight. I mean, it can't really be much worse, can it? To be fair, um, so we've got that. All I want, be than eight. honestly, mate. All I want um, is um, is Finn to wake up out of the little cryopod and just be like, "Oh, it's all a dream." That would be great. I'd love that. That'd actually make it probably my favorite film of all time. If they did that, <laughs> favorite <laughs> film of all time. Just if they did that, yeah, definitely. Because I'd be like, oh, thank God, episode eight's been wiped. Yeah, but it could go into episode nine. It could be worse than eight. Oh, it's all a dream, but then the film carries on. The only positive I have about this film, the only positive I have is, I am literally going to be going into that movie theatre with the lowest expectations I've ever had for a film, ever. So even if it's, like, acceptable, it'll be a success in my eyes because I'm literally going into that film expecting it to be the worst film ever. So that's the mentality I'm going to have going in, and hopefully I won't be too disappointed. That's all I I can say about it, really. I think I'm going to be the same as you. My expectations yeah. will be low, but I, I'm still going to be disappointed if it's a Probably, bad film but... because it's Star Wars. It's just, <sighs> too many, too many, too many of the Star Wars films are in the bad category now, and it's getting to the point where you just draw the line and be like, okay, so, it's not as enjoyable anymore. That's it. So, what are we thinking this is going to be called anyway? Because obviously, it's going to have a name, isn't it? We don't know what it is yet. What, we, what do we think it's going to be called? Any um, ideas? <sighs> Maybe it's maybe, but instead of a new hope, the last hope. So we had obviously no Force hope. Awakens, <laughs> Last Jedi. What yeah. I mean, the I Rise thinking... of the Jedi Order, Rise of a New Jedi Order, or something like that. Rise of the Jedi. Well, I don't know. Star Wars, No Hope. That's what yeah, it's going to be. Called. That's Kirby Court. Star Wars. Don't come and watch this film. I actually, I actually like the one I just said, Star Wars: The Last Hope, because that'd be fitting for not only the film, but can you have another for, last? Uh, our expectations. They've they've had the last Jedi. Can you use another last? <laughs> no, they're, they're probably not going to go with that. I'm kind of jesting a little bit, but I, I don't know what they're going to go with. I don't know if it matters to be honest at this stage, but 
I'll just have to wait and see. It's, it, it even like gets me annoyed talking about Star Wars now because of, it makes me think back to Episode Eight every time, and it just angers me because of how much I hated that film. <laughs> I'm proud really of myself. Does. I watched that film once, knew it was atrocious, and haven't yep. watched it again since. No, I, I, I refuse to watch that film. I've I, watched it. About I don't want to watch times. it ever again. I don't want to watch it. And did it improve? Eh, not really. It was just well, I just thought it was it was a bad film. Didn't yeah. enjoy it that much. I mean, like I said, it's Star Wars, and I mean, you guys, uh, I have to watch it. You guys said that Solo was decent, so I suppose that's a good step in the right direction. So Solo's a meh film. Yeah, it, it, it's not a bad I, film and it's not a good film. Yeah, well, just, did you guys? I probably, I probably wouldn't describe it as decent, more like mediocre. Did you guys see that they'd canned the next one because of how bad Solo did? Yeah, next spin-off. Yeah, good. No one, no think... one wanted a Solo no. spin-off. People are well, asking people think for Boba yeah. Fett or Obi Wan, so why give them? Well, people Solo? think, don't they, that the next spin this might be disappointing news because the next uh, spin-off was going to be maybe a uh, an Obi Wan Kenobi, which might have actually been good. Yeah, but. You know what? So, they, it's just like stupid way of thinking about it. Right, episode eight, people didn't receive it very well. Okay, we're doing a spin-off film. What should we give them? We'll give them Solo. Wait, but they're asking for Obi-Wan. You know, maybe we yeah, should make them a bit happy. No, no, we'll go with Solo. See, I've, some, I've seen some people saying, oh, they shouldn't bother with spin-offs. Yeah, but I, I disagree completely because we wouldn't have got Rogue One then. And Rogue One was really good. Yeah, I like Rogue and One. And I'm glad that was... A, you know, I'm glad Rogue One is a thing that exists because... I think we can all pretty much agree it's probably got the best scene maybe ever in Star Wars in it as well. Yeah, the Vader scene. As far as I'm concerned. Cool. So it was worth it just for that. It was. So And Darth Vader only lives down the road from us, the guy who was in the scene. Yeah, that time. well, there you go, exactly. So <laughs> There yeah. we are. Yeah. Um... I'm not giving him another shout out. He thinks he's a local celebrity <laughs> in Pristine anyway, the big clown. <laughs> Well, to be fair, he well, is. Let's hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, he came into the shop once asking for discounts. Like, who do you think you are, mate? Honestly. <laughs> well, I doubt he'll listen to this podcast, but, you know, if he does... Well, I hope he does, to be honest. <laughs> he thinks he's a celebrity because he wore a suit. Well done. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. So... Well, that's Matty's impression. That is Matty's uh, opinion of that. So anyway, we'll move on to um, the last part. Something you wanted to touch on, Sud. Apparently yeah. um, there's been rumours or leaks or something to do with the Lord of the Rings potential show. Mm. A TV show. Yeah, well, it's just more rumours about more photos. I think I thought it was photos that were leaked or something like that. I think... Um... But I just generally wanted to talk about what you guys, what you guys think of a Lord of the Rings TV series because apparently it's a thing that's going to be happening. So just leave Lord of the Rings alone. Yeah, I, I'm with Matt on this one. The films are so perfect. The films are so perfect, yeah. and I just think this it's one of them things where it was so obvious. It was obvious eventually they're going to start trying to milk that cash cow again. Yeah. I wish they would have just left it alone forever. See, do you know what space I would like to see them explore Lord of the Rings more in gaming? I think gaming is the perfect place to explore more Lord of the Rings. I think so. A lot of the Lord of the Rings games have been flops, though. I mean, I would say Middle um, Shadow of Mordor did pretty well. To be fair, Third Age we didn't like good. it, but it did. Oh, the Third Age back oh, on PS2. I love that game so much. I really would love them to do another sort of RPG like that for Lord of the Rings. But there's so much lore. Tolkien's lore is so like huge. They could do so much. I think you know the proper RPG, a proper. RPG mm. or something like that, but I think I'm with Matty. I, I, Lord of the Rings, 
the trilogy is my favorite. They're my favorite films of all time, and I don't want to see them get wrecked. Here's a question for you: Do you think in our so lifetime it's... we're going to see the Lord of the Rings trilogy redone? Yeah, I do. I feel like I we think will. we will try and redo them. And I, I feel don't like want the special to. effects are so good that what's the point? True, like, because you watch those films now and they still hold up. It's yeah. amazing. It's because a lot of it was practical today. effects, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which obviously but... makes a big difference. I think we're gonna. I think we'll see not only Lord of the Rings being remade in our lifetime. I think we'll see the original Star Wars being remade as well in our lifetime. Yeah, I do. Ooh. I do. I think that's a cash cow. Disney will not pass up. They definitely won't. How much? Can you imagine how much money's in that? There'd be so much money in the originals getting remade. The only thing though so. that makes me think they wouldn't do it now is after seeing Solo, because obviously they use a different Han Solo. Yes. They'd have to use Maybe, a different Luke, a different Leia. They would. Obi Wan. You've got to admit, there's a lot of cash there. Actually, they did be, use a different. There's a lot of. I, guess, with you I don't know, you know, so I, I probably wouldn't watch them. No, we wouldn't, maybe, but I think there'd be people out there that would. Oh, mate, I'd watch it. You'd have to. It'd be uh, like think, yeah, I'd be yeah, too intrigued. Interest, so I'd have to see it, and it's... then if New Hope was bad, a redo, I'd be like, oh my yeah. god, what are they doing? But just going back to Lord of the Rings, I think it'd be interesting to see how they do the TV series in terms of. Is it going to be like a? a daredevil style tv series where they go a bit darker with maybe with lord of the rings because mm. that might be interesting if they do that but do you know what i don't mind if they do lord of the rings and it's nothing to but but it's nothing to do with the trilogy it's like miles in the past or something then i might find it acceptable but if they start treading on you know the lore of the trilogy and messing around with it that's i won't accept that that's when it'll be like a no-go area for me yeah like something in the past might be interesting, up. you know. Something, to, you know, something far, far in the past might be interesting, you know. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I just. I think it's, it's going to be a really weird one because I think the TV series, going back to the special effects, is going to look worse than the films. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. It's, Even uh, though it's you know years and years and years into the into the future. Yeah. I feel Could like be. you're not going to have a budget to make effect anywhere near as good as Lord of the Rings. Yeah. The original That's trilogy. A point, yeah. That's a good point. That is a good point and it's definitely something, you know, we'll look forward to seeing uh, once it comes uh, once it comes out. However, we're going to end the show there, so thanks for joining me guys as ever. Um, no, it's been good. Where can people find you on social media, Sud? Uh, you can just find me on Twitter at David Tenspud. Brilliant. Where can people find you, Matt? Uh, Matty Cheatham on Instagram and Twitter. That's great. Um, Perks, who was with us on the show before, if you want to you know, speak to him on Twitter, it will be at JG Perks. Um, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Leld, L-E-L-3-Ds. Add a nine on the end for Instagram. And Checkpoint Reach social medias are Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod. We're also on YouTube at Checkpoint Reach Podcast. If you're listening to us on YouTube, give us a like, give us a share, give us a subscribe, because that'll help the channel to grow. And we uh, we hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Thanks for joining us, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.